You are listening to ISL Sen podcast featuring a wide range of conversations on diverse engineering and non-engineering sectors of national importance. I am engineer Tamil Abhimanyu and today for our 7th podcast we have a special guest. He holds quite different roles simultaneously. In the capacity of a senior professor in civil engineering at the University of Peradeniya also as one of the vice presidents of ISL and further as the secretary to the state ministry of rural roads and other infrastructure let us warmly welcome engineer professor ranjit disanayakar for today's discussion hello engineer chamil uh, so my first question to you as an academic and also as an entrepreneur in the field of civil engineering your environment in uh, sustainable built environment is quite remarkable could you please explain us on the importance of sustainable green construction in the context of today's sri lankan construction industry chamil uh, in conventional construction or we call as a built environment while we are building the infrastructure we also end up with a lot of environment issues that we can see today such as waste in the land water and air not only that we consume lot of energy while building the built environment in fact the construction industry account for nearly 36% of the energy use as well as 40% of carbon emissions that means huge damage that we are doing to the construction industry when you go to the sustainable construction or sometimes we call it the building a sustainable built environment it is planned to reduce the environment issues and the energy and water consumption as much as possible in yes, sir you know that uh, in all stages in the building construction process there may be many things to be looked at in terms of sustainability you can briefly explain about some key aspects that needs to be considered to make a building a far better environment friendly product chamil there are several criteria that we consider <coughs> in the sustainable construction some of them are like the sustainable sites energy efficiency and the water efficiency we are looking at the indoor environment quality of the building <coughs> that we are building and material and resource efficiency and which are directly influence the uh, reduce the environmental issues as well as the resource consumption therefore let me explain few things that how it affects uh, in the built environment say that when you want to build a new structure it can be road it can be a building but the, there can be a old structure so what we do in the sustainable built environment rather than demolish this one okay. we try to repair or the reuse or the recycle Uh, something like that we are not going to demolish it and put it as a dump so we try to make use of the structure some other aspects we don't get the energy that we require so we may go for the green energy it may be the wind or the solar panel and so forth. similarly the water requirement we try to satisfy the at least part of the water requirement by the rain water harvesting and again if you build in the building we would like to encourage get the daylight into the building itself where end of the day resource consumption will be reduced by doing the sustainable construction 
as well as using the natural resources of course yeah. you may have heard about the recent public outcries against the destructions of the natural environments especially the destructions of forest covers to build roads and highways you are the secretary of state ministry of rural roads and other infrastructure the fingers are pointing at your ministry on these environmental issues being an engineer who advocates environment friendly sustainable development what do you have to say about these criticisms uh, adding to that are you practicing any alternative strategies to compensate the possible environmental impact of these road development projects yes sam a lot in our ministry mainly we build roads and the bridges so you can't develop any infrastructure without damage into the environment that is true but we have taken lot of measures not only just implement within the activities that we are doing also we have to other program you might have other we have loan the program that is simply almost all the road including the existing road we are trying to plant 2 million trees coming next four years right now also we have nearly close to 50000 trees has been already planted so we are trying to build up to uh, 2 million trees there not only that before when i was in the ministry of the urban development we developed the program called surakumuganga we have 103 rivers we would like to make sure that the, we have the cleaner rivers you can't do tomorrow you can't do it within the five years the course of maybe 10 15 years time we would like to make sure that the, our trees are, uh, rivers are cleaner in in general if somebody want to drink the water in case of emergency we have to make sure that the rivers are clean up to that level that is the program for surakumu like just i mentioned two problem likewise we always trying to make sure that the while uh, doing the infrastructure for the mainly roads and bridges we are targeting to uh, go for the environment protection thank you for your Uh, answer which was very comprehensive this one i should ask from you <laughs> you are one of the rare engineers who have been involved in active party politics we know that in some developed countries a big portion of the country's cabinet of ministers are engineers however in this part of the world politics is quite a different ball game do you believe that uh, by engaging in active politics engineers can do a far better service to the country or else by joining politics will the engineers too fall into the same vicious political system i look at this way we are a developing nation so my understanding is that when you look at the developed nations at the developing state you have to get it correctly at the developing space um, the state mainly the contribution from the engineers are very very important that is why we group of engineers thought we should help the government so we are now helping the government not just like the, there are few secretaries chairmans many people are in the directorate not only that chamila for the last one and a half years time government has kept the lot of competence on us actually no, we have right now a converted to the few organization which are running loss to the profitable workers mm-hmm. 
having that confidence on the our group of engineers now government is asking list of organization which belong to the government they want to make sure the uh, profitable organization now we are not only the doing our service to the organization which are run by ourselves but also the some other organization now group of engineers are visiting the some organization and discussing with them and uh, we are giving them the our ability it can be how you make it sustainable uh, profitable uh, other areas where possibilities there likewise that means we have not only engaged with the government we have for the time being we have get a trust from the government that we are helping to the government to come up with this situation therefore i think jamil it is important when you look at any nation develop for example i remember when i once i look at the cabinet minister of singapore i understand more than 50% of them are engineers that means that they have understanding of engineers value they have to keep in mind when the process of developing because the developing process engineers involved is very very important therefore i think we got the right decision to help the government as engineers rather than getting into the dirty politics we can we can give our knowledge to the, the uh, that one. we have to show the uh, our capability because we in engineers we are we can think uh, logically we can solve problem in analytically so that they have understand our power that is what i can say that I'm, I'm for the time being i'm very happy that i joined the government and doing some work with the government of sri lanka uh, my last question to you sir being an academic an educator entrepreneur as well as a key state officer what is your final message to the young engineers on their contribution towards the engineering industry and national interest so you are an engineer whatever yes. the field that you are um, uh, working on first you must know your subject that is very very important okay then you have to think little bit because of the country situation think out of the box then again you have to be resilient these are the most important thing that i believe that we have been developing nation we engineers can do a lot for the nation therefore knowing your subject thinking out of the box becoming the resilient get into the uh, feel and do something for this nation that is what we are lacking so that we need the people who really can do the work that is what the government is we engineers can do it get ready for that that is my message to the young engineers we engineers we can do it yes thank you very much uh, to you sir engineer professor ranjit disanayaka for spending your valuable time to share timely insights based on your vast experience Uh, we wish you all the success in your future endeavors thank you chamil and all thank you so uh, that is it uh, that is the end of our discussion this is engineer chamil edirmuni from sen podcast and have a great day thank you